two, three. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I'm asking him to change, change his ways. Way. Uh, change. No message mm. could have been yeah. any clearer. Yeah. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look, look at yourself, then make a change. Hey man. Yeah. It's a good day to be a podcaster, man. It's no a good, cap. It's a good day to be a man alive. It's a good day to be around with my co-host and you know, enjoy life, man. Lots of interesting things that went on this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just a lot of good things going on in the world, man. So uh Without a fur- without without further ado, <laughs> episode eleven, baby. Shama, let's go. Let's Shama, go. man. All right, first topic oh, of wait. the day. Not first topic of the day. Oh, he has. We something have special. a shout out. We have something. We have a shout out. So, as many of you know, we have um, secret messages at the uh, no, not at the end of our episode. Riddled somewhere within the the vast, uh, I should say, the, the vast library of minutes that we have. Or maybe you don't episodes. know if you're not yeah, listening. Maybe you don't know. Mm. But some of our podcasts are a little lengthy, but, you know, they're packed with great stuff. Anyway, um, within that, we always drop secret messages. The person who found our secret messages this time was one of our uh, faithful subscribers. Uh, They've been listening for a long time, and uh, we really enjoy their comments, and we've seen them from the beginning. Uh, But Samantha Sammy, shout out to you, man. Shout out, Samantha. We really appreciate you. You know, as you said before, podcasts can be pretty lengthy. So we know that you're sitting there, and you're actually digesting it if you're paying attention, Mm -hmm. and you know the secret message coming up. So we love you. And we're thankful for you, and we'll always want to have you as one of our supporters. Welcome to the Enlightened Family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to one of our new Enlightened Family members, Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Emery's got a topic to start us off with, so go ahead. I wouldn't really call it a topic. Now, I'd really call it a um, a thought. Oh, and, so uh, we're starting off the episode with the thought. Let's, so we're just kinda, talking to the people, man. And last uh, last uh, episode was really Thanksgiving based in, you know, we said what we were thankful for. I know, Caleb, you said that you were thankful for realizing yourself, getting to know yourself better. Exactly. And this year I was really thankful for being accountable. And, you know, um, both of us, they were two separate things, but they were really one in the same. And uh, this year we grew mm-hmm. and this year we learned to change. So I would like to talk about self-growth. What you could do, possibly, maybe take out of what we've seen and done this year, sure. and um, just explore self growth as a t- uh, as a whole. What we would like to do in the future, and uh, where we go from here, being who we are now. So to start it off, um, this year, like I said, I really learned to be accountable, and different from Caleb, he really took in a lot of new knowledge and perspectives. Mm-hmm. Me, I think I really. Um, honed in on those my pre-existing notions and thoughts and ideas and really try to explore and understand who I was as a person and you know I'm far from it I wouldn't even say I've covered the ground uh, the ground level of what that would be and and that's right I don't even understand it right now to say it to tell you the truth but you know I think I'm inching towards it or I'll say millimeting towards it because, you know, <laughs> still got a lot of work to do. But, you know, <laughs> I'm getting there. 
slowly but surely. But Caleb, what are some practices that you've undergone this year that have made you transform into a new person? Because before this podcast, if y'all looked at Caleb, I mean, he was still a stand-up guy, but compared to now, it's completely different in just like months. I'd agree. So would you like me to start with uh, kind of starting from where I was to where I am now or like actual methods? Because I could go, we I can, could get, we can get into the technicalities later. So, so a little bit personal. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, there are, there are certain themes that, um, sort of permeate everybody's existence. Um, and actually I've been running a social experiment and I've been telling people describe your life using one word. Um, and among all the challenges that you go through, among all the triumph, uh, there is usually some sort of pervading theme that uh, lasts over your life or there's something that you have to overcome. Um, mine uh, has been the desire for greatness, actually. Um, I've always desired to be great. I've looked up to so many different figures in history. And, um, you know, for the uh, last, like, uh, four or five years of my life, I could say... Um, I wasn't the intellect that you would see now. I, I always had it straight A's and stuff like that, but I was just going to class to regurgitate knowledge and um, that uh, regurgitate knowledge and just get A's on the test. But I wasn't really learning and enjoying mm-hmm. school as I should have um, because I had one goal in my mind. I was going to be the greatest basketball player of all time, and I believed that in my soul. I believed that I was going to go to the NBA, and you know. Uh, it happens to a lot of people. A lot of people get to go to the NBA. And, you know, if I kept working hard at it, I'm sure I would have gone to college to play basketball. I still could go now. Um, but oh, yeah. I was I was really committed to practicing. Um, but in that practice, uh, I detached myself from my friends, my family, and basically the whole outside world. I was spending at least eight hours a day in the gym, just grinding away, shooting the basketball, dribbling, running up and down the court, lifting weights, whatever it took. I was truly spilling myself out, but, um, you know, I created some sort of void in my life. There were, there were, there was things missing. Um, and I also developed lots of insecurities. Uh, I was, I was underconfident as much practice as I got, I was underconfident. Um, but we could go on for hours on the bad things uh, that was in my life at the time. But, um, you know, I can say, thankfully, uh, COVID came, but it wasn't just COVID because this really started in January, this transformation. Um, but why I always preach reading and books as such is because books are what truly, um, changed my life because first I got into philosophy I started reading things on stoicism and um, eventually I got into the monk way of life and I'll, I'll describe that later um, but once I, I made my mind my friend mm-hmm. I, I committed myself for months to just making my mind my friend and I was able to get over some of my insecurities and within making my mind my friend and closing this void within my inner universe what I call my soul um, I was actually able to open my mind to a whole other, a whole bunch of other things. And um, when I was really young, I was super into science. Um, and then me trying to live up to the expectations and the reach the the bar of success set by other people within my community because we live in a community that praises athletic achievement. Yeah. Um, so in me trying to do that, I got away from the young scholar I used to be. But once I made my mind my friend, and I I truly uh, became introspective and. Um, I just started developing a true love for myself and I, I started to 
to find things. Yeah, I started channel those efforts yeah, into some some place else. I channeled it into something else, and then then came physics, and <laughs> then came computer science, and I I knew certain things, but I can tell you most of the stuff that I tell you on this podcast now, I learned from the end of, from the beginning of March to where we are now in uh, December, and it's I'm truly blessed for the transformation that I've been able to go through. Um, Cause I mean, now I'll be honest, uh, sorry to my teammates out there, but for the two hours that I'm at practice or the no. two hours that we're at the game, that's all I think about basketball now because I, and a lot of people don't understand why I made this transformation, but I feel like I know in my soul, I've, I truly have found something I love a thousand times more than more more than a thousand. I truly found something that I have committed my my whole entire life to. And me in becoming this intellect, mm-hmm. for some reason, I was able to reconnect with my friends and my family and the universe around me. Yeah, for me, it was pretty different. I wanted to toot my own horn, but uh, I thought of myself as pretty smart before. I don't think I've really increased that intellect this year. I've really just found a way to go around it if that makes sense and make it my own because before it was just information Mm -hmm. that I had in my head but I've really taken this time to delve deeper into what I know and you know make give it that sense of individuality that I always um thought was necessary because um being unique or being stand out and different from others isn't really what I wish to achieve yeah but it's being um it's being knowing of your worth and you know that is what makes the difference in the end because we all have our own different strengths and weaknesses and i've been getting to know my strengths and my weaknesses more and it's been really fulfilling for me because uh i just have taken this time to get to know myself before because if you had asked me Last year, do I do I know who I am? And I would say yes. And then you would have to ask me, who are you? And yeah. I wouldn't be able to answer that question. For sure. And you know, still now, I will not be able to answer that question completely. But I'm I'm getting to an answer. I'm on the right path. I know the direction I need to take to um, find that answer. And I will be able to tell somebody who asked me that very soon. You know, what you said is absolutely beautiful, but that your answer to that question it should constantly be changing uh-huh. it should constantly change we we live in an ever changing universe uh i mean everything around you we us as humans we're only able to see the macro macroscopic world but we talked about quantum mechanics last week and uh, everything within the world is always changing i mean temperature is just the movement of particles like we we live in an ever changing universe so why why should we be the ones that have to be static no we should also be within the universe and Make also the changing universe as well. move yes we, we should be the reason the universe changes absolutely instead we're watching our surroundings and you know that gives us the perfect um perfect transition into what you can do to make the universe move, make your universe move, because, you know, we are the rulers of our own universe. Mm -hmm. And um, we live the lives that we would like to lead, regardless of what happens around us. You know, things may influence us, but in the end, we have the final decision regarding our destinies. For sure. So, you know, um, some things, you know, sorry, tangent. Um, You know how you usually hear this year that um, mental health 
is more important than physical health. Yeah. And I don't know what spurred it, but I guess a lot of people are true, truly realizing that your mind is a palace. Oh, yeah. And it should be taken care of. You are the king or queen of your own story, and you should be treated as such. Well, let's delve into a little bit of philosophy here. Um, I'm going to actually talk about two schools of thought within philosophy, uh, that of Stoicism and then uh, the thinking of a monk, which I'll go on later. And that's uh, the type of monk that I actually uh, study is the the Hindu spirituality. Um, Anyway, first, the Stoicism, you were talking about how your mind is a palace and you should be the king of that palace. Well, um, within Stoicism, there is a thought of the inner citadel. which is sort of near that. that, And and that's like, it's your inner universe. And um, the rules to the Citadel is that nothing on the outside can come in. Nothing, absolutely nothing. The only way something can reach that inner Citadel is from betrayal from the inside. That betrayal is our human tendencies and our emotions. But I mean, that... The, the illustration of the inner citadel really just presents us with the strength of mind, strength of mm-hmm. soul, and that you truly are the, um, I, I guess, the, the master of your own world. And you can truly affect uh, the things around you. And I mean, a lot of people believe that consciousness is quantum and, you know, um, sort of protecting, not, pr- not protecting, but perfecting your subconscious mind uh, into being able to affect the the macro world outside of your mind. Um, but there's many things that uh, can go into that, but that's really technical. You'd have to pick up a book on that. But yeah. um, there's some really simple things that uh, we can do to uh, help people find purpose. You know, your mind really is the most, um, or I should rephrase it. All right, I'll start here. Mm-hmm. Your mind really is the strongest facet that you could hold or it could be the weakest depending on what you let into your heart and your inner citadel as Caleb was saying you know to put it into let me do some imagery here your little castle has its fortress around it Mm -hmm. and you're receiving negative energy from people around you you know either you can let that energy just stay on the fortress or you can let it break down those walls and once it breaks down those walls it'll just infiltrate your palace take out your king and, you know, that's when you're just getting a mental collapse and it's a wrap. you're just feeling these dark thoughts and energies but within you. Even better than that is you're the one that dictates if that energy is negative. Exactly. Positive. How strong is your fortress? Yeah. How strong that's is up your, to you? How strong is your fortress? You, you can say that there is negative energy coming at you, but you have the best fortress, but what's even a step further than that and this is more of a monk mentality but is to notice that all the energy is of the same thing and you only perceive that as negative i said this on the podcast before everybody is the main character of their uh, own story exactly so it's it's within the dharma which is something i'm going to describe but it's within the dharma of people to um it's within the dharma of a human it's their own tendency to enact um, their emotions and their thoughts on other people sometimes those are perceived as negative but you always have the choice whether to choose if that's negative or so not. so what is the dharma so this is the main message i want to convey to the viewers or the listeners um dharma is a sanskrit term um and it is a, a an amalgamation of once you can actually put it as an equation um it's passion plus uh skills plus service to the world right so 
and this is how I found my dharma, and this is how anybody can find their dharma. You can find your dharma through knowing what you're passionate about, what you're skilled at, and how you can do that to influence the world around you. Um, I, I say this all the time, but um, people who find their true dharma are artists. They paint the world around them with their strokes of genius. Everybody is unique in one way. There's nobody out there in the world that's you. You are the, you are the only you anywhere. There's no such thing as another you. You are unique. In that uniqueness is a specific kind of skill. There's a skill that you have, and it may be alike to somebody else's skill, but there's something about you that's that skill is fine-tuned. That skill is fine-tuned just mm -hmm. to be you. So you have that skill. You find what you're passionate about. I'm passionate about being a multi-planetary species. Um, I'm passionate about storytelling and superheroes. Numerous I'm, passions. Uh, there's numerous That's passions. Right. Yeah. So you find that skill. You find that passion. You find a way to match match those two together. And you hone it and you make it yours. You make it yours. And that's why I love the phrase, be yourself, because it's so simple and yet it's so broad because who is yourself? Like I was saying before, I don't know who I am. Truly, I couldn't answer you that question. May, I may understand it in my head, but could I put it into words? No, mm -hmm. because there are not enough words to describe your feelings. I think I did say that in another podcast. You did. But, you know, your emotional, the emotional spectrum is far too broad. I couldn't even call it a spectrum because it's even beyond that. It's far too, let's just say, it's far too broad to put into words. And, you know to say be yourself you couldn't put that into words either truly if i'm being honest because you know that's your yourself <laughs> sure i understand exactly what you're saying and you know once you and back to dharma because what emory is describing as finding yourself is this combination of skills and passion right um but then uh once you find yourself that's when you're able to be out looking and in outlooking is your connection to the universe and your connection to the universe is service. Because um, a lot of people may not understand the significance of service to the world, but understand that us humans are nature. We come of, we are something became of nature. Um, we're birthed from the sun. The sun is, uh, so the sun and stars and our cosmos are what produces the elements that make us up today. And within nature is service riddled around um i forgot who said this um but it was some philosopher but he was uh he said um look at the trees the trees are so fortunate they are able to take on so much the rain wind all these strong forces people chopping down their family but mm. the trees no matter what they're always serving life they're serving us. They're protecting us. They're shading us from the sun. That they're, begs the question. Yeah. Are we not trees ourselves? Look how far the human human race has come from as building up civilization, building up societies, creating families, creating bonds among each other, mm -hmm. withstanding the rain, all these forces of nature's. Yeah, people die. You know, time passes, yet we're still here standing strong. And, you know, aren't we few, aren't we fortunate to be human beings? Aren't we fortunate? I, people take that for granted so much. And, and you know, oh. I, I was just closing up. But, yeah. you know, it shouldn't because just think about the opportunities you're given, even if you have no opportunities 
just to be alive. Mm-hmm. That is a blessing in itself. I mean, just just think about what humans are able to do. Uh, we're we're blessed with this evolutionary tool that we an intricate design that we love to call the human brain. Uh, our brain offers us with so much. For one, our ability to observe reality, and uh, I always talk about our retinas collecting light and the functions within our brain pumping out uh, some type of holographic universe that we call our reality. Um, but not only that, we're able to question our universe and we're able to make complex plans and we're able to realize the past, present, and future. Just think about the power of memories. Memories are, there. I mean, there could be many species out there that have no memory. And you can think about a loved one that may have passed. Or you can think about even a TV show that you saw or a friend that you don't talk to. Everything that you've ever experienced lives on within your memories. So you're still with able to somehow... Re, uh, I guess, um, what's the word? Interact, I'm sorry. Interact with uh, so many nodes within the universe. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that this connectedness to the universe is what leads you to service. Yeah. And w- once you complete this amalgamation of passion and skills and then adding on how you're going to use your yourself, what you offer to the world, use that to affect as many people as possible, whether that's, the person right next to you, whether that's your community, whether that's the whole world, it's all in the same. All service is in the same because this creates insecurity. Comparison is the thief of joy. Um, many people that want to serve the world, they're doing it from a place of ego because what you to truly become a, uh, a, a person of mindfulness and grace, you have to sort of kill off your ego. But um, with within that ego is people want to serve more than others. So mm-hmm. they want to be the biggest tech guy. They want to be the best teacher in the world. They want to be all of this. Stuff. Is that not but greed? It's greed. That but it's, is it's the also direct, ego. That is the yeah. direct opposite of what they're intending to do. Because, yeah. you know, you're wishing to take from another, but you also want to give to another. Don't right. you think that's kind of contradictory? Yes. And, you know, it's... um. Like you said, people need to lose that ego that way that they can truly serve others and build up their image of servitude. Because you must notice that all service is of the same, Mm -hmm. of the same thing. And earlier you spoke of memories and Mm -hmm. the intricacy of our brains being able to withhold these memories. And some organisms don't have those memories. And it reminded me sort of of something I talked about with some other people yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about... um, one of my friends said, isn't the point of life to die? You know, first off, I don't agree with that, but it did get me thinking. These organisms that have no memories, <clears throat> excuse me, these organisms organisms that have no memories, um, aren't they just living day to day, not recalling what they're doing, just basically mindless drones? Yeah. What is the point to life? I mean, we're blessed with memories, but, you know... What do you think of that? The point well, of our lives is to die. Well, we could say those organisms that uh, don't really function, like they don't have a realization of past, present, and future, um, they're not as conscious as we are. Our consciousness is at a different level. So um, an organism like that, um, they're just as good as AI that's just performing a, a function. I mean, they're just it's as good as carrying out a math equation. And I mean, they, but they also have their own dharma. They have their own dharma in which, like, 
I don't know, the, the apple tree. The apple tree provide their dharma is to grow these fruit and uh, provide them to the world, the world in which many animals and humans eat apples. So every living organism has its dharma. Every every single piece of our universe has its dharma. But on to the, the point of life is to die, mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't believe so. Within, within what I've re- read, um, and this is more to, more of a Hindu Hindu uh, hin- oh gosh Hindu philosophy. Um, the point of life in that is to uh, reach its creation, because um, within Hindu philosophy, uh, creation is um, basically put forth by their Lord, their God, um, and that Lord God is I, you could say is all perfect, all goodness. It, it has everything. It's uh, it's extracted itself from the dualities of life, and it is life. Um, so what humans do, they always try to um, basically, they want, everybody wants good things in their life. They work so they can get money, so they can enjoy life. They um, have relationships so they can enjoy love. Everybody's trying to get towards the good things in life. Mm-hmm. Those good things all derive from uh, what they perceive as the Lord. And I mean, whatever our creation is. So you could say that human life or any life in general is to return to its creation because we all try us in physics. We're trying to come up with a theory of everything. We're trying to see what put forth the big bang, what basically, uh, orchestrates our universe, everything, everything that humans do, whether it's striving for goodness or whether it's questioning their universe is to return to their creation. To me, it seems like, um, the line that, uh, (laughs) excuse me, the phrase, the point of living is only to die is pretty much, um, representative of an existential crisis Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's basically questioning existence itself. It's only taking a look at birth and demise. And, you know, what about everything in between? Isn't that what makes up both life and death? Oh, yeah. So usually people like to think that death outweighs life in, like, you know, importance because the person does not exist anymore. But you don't think about what about what about before they existed? Like, I, I am nowhere, no one to predict who is who will be born what their life will be like i like it's impossible you can't imagine it mm-hmm. so who is to say that life um is only for death when you can't even tell what life is what life is supposed to be yeah i mean there's no way to give meaning to something that you don't know completely for sure uh i agree i mean we talked about the meaning of life and what is humanity for the longest on this show is we we it's just you really need to it's it's going towards your creation i mean it's fulfilling your dharma and it's serving other people because um i sort of view myself as an instrument now now that i've got past lots of my insecurities and my negative thoughts about the world i see myself as purely an instrument for goodness within that goodness i'm able to learn science and i'm able to come up with these things and i have goals in life to um, propel humanity, human excellence for perpetuity. But I mean, there's so many things in which we can do. Um, I mean, within that you're able to serve the world. Um, so humanity is something of itself, but I also see humanity as nature and in nature, the purpose of nature is service. 
things in nature serve one another. But um, I think this is great philosophical talk, but I think we should also go into the people that are listening now. Um, 2020 has been a year of hopelessness for many. It been, has been a year of sadness, has been a year of perceive, or a perception of missed opportunity. Um, so I believe it's our duty now to sort of give ways in which um, people can enhance their lives after 2020. Now, one thing I can say is difficulty births the greatest humans to ever live. And from tough times, what comes out is always strong people. Why do you think every superhero has a sad origin story? It's never a rich kid that just, you know, made technology and starts just saving the world to give to others. Yeah. No. Even the rich kids, Tony Stark's dad died. Exactly. Like They even, all experienced some sort of loss that made them strive to do better for others. Because so. uncertainty and difficulties garner the best benefits. Mm-hmm. That... Um, that's just a way of life because in our darkest times is where we find that little spark of light within the darkness of our inner universe or our inner citadel. Um, so one thing, uh, one thing that I can recommend, um, if you're trying to better yourself, um, before books, before anything else that you do, um, say meditation. Mm-hmm. meditation for sure and a lot of people view meditation as a difficulty but it, once you truly commit to yourself you don't ha- like once you truly commit to meditation you're able to live within a meditative state this has been me because i've been st- i don't like to feel stressed but i will admit now that i've been stressed lately with my college stuff and within that stress you're able to live within a meditative state now even if i can't meditate at night or in the morning even if I don't live to that obligation to myself I'm able to just meditate anywhere with my whether I'm driving I'm able to breathe and release I'm able to do so many things and I'm able to just collect my thoughts and in that meditation you're just truly able you're it's making your mind your friend. Hey, take You're learning through, yourself. Take them through a little breathing routine right now for okay, a sec. So breaking the podcast. Yeah. Uh, calm yourself. Yeah. So uh, this is the this is the one. This is my go-to. Um, so this is how you do it. You breathe in for four seconds. You hold for four seconds. That those four seconds on the hold, you count for even longer. That slows your heart rate, and then you push out for four seconds. So we can do that now. I'm gonna do it with y'all. Let's go. In for four. Hold. Release. In for four, hold for four, release for four. This in, <laughs> so, like, soon as I do that one time, you can sort of like sense the 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 optic the 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 pitch in my voice change because once I'm doing that, I'm already getting into my meditative state. Mm-hmm. I'm already con- being connected with my subconscious mind because people say we don't use all of our mind. People say we only use 17% of our brain. Well, we're always using our brain, but there's this there's this back consciousness. There's there's like 
people like to call it the back of your brain. There's so much else of yourself that you can connect to. Why do you have dreams? You're not choosing what these dreams are. It's your subconscious coming up with these dreams. Why do you have deja vu? Deja vu is it trying to correct um, false memories. There's this entire subconscious mind that you're able to attach to. Um, But while you're doing this meditation, there's also something that you can do. So while you're breathing, just um, think to yourself. Uh, You want to count your heartbeat, feel your heartbeat, and you want to place that rhythm within your mind. And after you're doing that, it's just two things you need to say to yourself. The first thing is, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Say that. Then after that, say, I'm exactly where I need to be. And this connects you to fate, and this connects you to your destiny. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be is your fate. Your fate is... This is where I'm meant to be today because I'm going to do something. Then you go to your destiny. That's where I'm exactly where I need to be. So I'm in this state, whether I'm super sad, whether I'm super happy, this sentiment shows you that where you are at now, you're being primed for a better tomorrow. You're being primed for serving the world. You're being primed to become your best self. You're being primed to living within your dharma. Can I add something to that? Sure. Maybe if you'd like to add to your routine, after you've told yourselves those two phrases, try to coin one phrase for yourself. Oh, yeah. One thing that gives you yourself that individuality that you need to tell yourself to be more you, be you, yourself. Quick thing. Do you read on any monk stuff or any meditative stuff? No. That right there, what you said, and this shows you that you don't necessarily have to go out and read certain things in order to learn because their human intuition is the greatest gift. And that's actually Emery's greatest quality because he's able to think of these things. Uh, he's able to think of these things without even reading it. Making and me blush, dog. This is, <laughs> this is actually one of the biggest things within uh, the uh, meditative philosophy be, becoming uh, be, uh, being a part of this yogic state is actually like – coining a phrase um or even a chant a lot of people use um uh there's a, a large there's, i know there's a large meaning behind um um is like what's in cartoons um people kind of make fun of it but um is actually a serious thing and it, it's it's the the materialization of consciousness um but yeah man there's the i'm exactly where i meant to be i'm exactly where i need to be that's just the thing i tell myself also another thing i tell myself is um let everyone in the world feel freedom and joy and let my thoughts, words, and actions contribute to this freedom and joy in some way. That simple phrase is the key to life. Mm. Let everybody in the world, that's the key to life, the key to service. Let everyone in the world feel joy, happiness, freedom, and let each of my thoughts, words, and actions in some way, shape, or form contribute to this happiness or joy there's nothing else service is the highest purpose in life there's nothing else you need that was very well spoken caleb i have another tip for you guys maybe you want to take this in maybe you don't that's the point of the podcast take in what you may sure um what i'd like to say is this may come out as a bit irresponsible but try to let go of some of the stress inducing things you have you okay. know because i dude you're a monk <laughs> you're a monk <laughs> <laughs> right hold you're, on go ahead <laughs> be it important or not because i don't know what the stakes are in your lives whether you have like a job that um you need to go at and you need to give everything to to provide for yourself and others but you know 
be it important or not, try to let go of some of the things you have, positive or negative energy, to open pathways to just become more of yourself and to find yourself. Because, you know, sometimes letting go is the key to gaining more than you ever knew you could possibly gain. This letting go is detachment. Mm -hmm. People talk about the main things with monks. Uh, people say monks are isolated. They could be a whole bunch of things, whatever. Um, but the main purpose within being a monk is other than the right use of energy, because that's the meaning of the word monk, the right use of energy. In this correct usage is detachment. Detachment is exactly what Emery is talking about. And um, I, I guess I could tell a little story. Um, this is something I learned within the scripture of the Bhagavad Gita, which is a book of Hindu spirituality. But... Um, because detaching and letting go, what Emery said, is really detaching from the dualities in life. The dualities are happy, sad, um, freedom, captivity, success, and failure. But you need to detach from these dualities and recognize they are all of the same thing. Let me illustrate. Um, within this book, uh, it describes the, th uh, the three gunas. Um, and there are three, uh, sattva, tamas, and rajas. Um, sattvas or sattva, I'm sorry, is goodness. So all of the good things in the world. Um, and then, uh, rajas is, uh, the negative. It's, it's, it's not negative. It's not necessarily negative, but it's just activity. Rajas is activity. So passion, um, desire, certain activity driven emotions, certain activity driven phenomena. Uh -huh. And then Thomas is, um, and excuse me if I'm pronouncing these wrongs because I, I, I'm not Hindu. I just read the, I just read the book. Um, but Thomas is um, inertia. It's the, I guess you could call it negative energy. It's uh, it's inertia. It's um, certain sadness. It's uh, deep pain. Um, so but these three gunas are all derived of the same thing. They, they all come from Prakriti. They all come from the Lord. They, and in this, you notice that since um, goodness, sadness, um, activity, all the physical phenomena, all of the emo uh, emotion that we have, since it all comes of the same, uh, from the same place, there's mm -hmm. no reason in attaching to success or failure or happiness to sadness. You notice in detachment that these are all of the same thing. You detach yourself from the dualities of life and you devote yourself to living your dharma and service. And you know, like me and Caleb, we're not like missionaries or anything. Sure. I know maybe some people have come onto this podcast and heard us talking about a lot of religious, spiritual stuff. But even as even if you're somebody who doesn't believe completely, I don't know, whatever. But um, I'm sure there are things that you can say that are true that we speak of. These things that you feel, um, be it energy or not, that you can probably understand and take in. So, you know, this is for everybody, well, not just if you're... This is, these avenues. this is absolutely for everybody and maybe not the the three gunas maybe you don't believe in that mm -hmm. um but whether Whatever. you believe in However whether you, you feel it. yeah yeah whether you believe in your spiritual or not you can admit that there are certain themes that place you can say that there's goodness that there's activity and that there's a negative energy you can say that that you can say that whether you're religious or not and meditation is not just religious or um monk like it's also scientific try it whether you, like just please try meditating for a week whether you can have a quick heart rate you can be anxious 
I promise you, if you if you learn yourself, teach yourself how to meditate and collect your thoughts, you will see that heart rate drop. Yeah, meditation is scientific. It's not spiritual. It's scientific. And this is source. something we can definitely recommend to you guys. We're not like scammers or anything. Even if we tell you to meditate, it's not like you're reading. Um, you're reading something it's like step by book. step of what we're telling you to yeah. do. Feel it yourself. Yeah. Whatever you're telling yourself is true. However, you need to feel it. Go feel it. Because that's all you. Be yourself. All right. So, uh, well, be yourself. We can go into the next thing. Um, authenticity. Um, I said that before. Uh, there is no other you but you in mm. this universe. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You are the only you. So, if you want to make it big on TikTok or you want to um, become a great writer or whatever you want to do within the world, be yourself. You have... Adharma's specific to you. There is no other being. There is no other thing that shares your dharma. You have your own fine-tuned skills. You are passionate about whatever things that you love, and you can serve the world. And you know, replicas and copies, they don't exist at all. For sure. I don't know why those are terms at all. Well, actually, I do, because at face value, they can be a copy or a replica. But if you really dig deep anatomically, Everything's different. If a Down artist, quantum universe. If an artist wanted to uh, repaint Van Gogh's um, various um, portraits or uh-huh. whatever, I don't know. Starry any, night. <laughs> Starry night. Starry night. Yeah. I, I actually didn't know that. If they wanted to re- replicate that, no matter how fine tuned they be, may be in um, Van Gogh's um, specific art form or how he, how he, whether he used his left or right hand to um, stroke the brush For sure. onto the canvas, you know. It will. It may look alike at face value, but it won't be when you take a deeper look. Like no matter how much it may seem that way. Yeah, man. So finding yourself, authenticity. Um, next, I could say um, enriching yourself. So books. Um, and look, you don't have to just read books because when I tell you, I I do read a lot, but I have school and I have family responsibilities. Um, so in this enriching yourself. YouTube is honestly the greatest place in the universe. I will say that because there are hours of lectures that I've listened to. Maybe you don't like lectures. There's informational videos. I'm sure Emery has gotten lots of his knowledge in watching videos. I get maybe even more than what I read in books. Maybe more than what I get information that I get from books is what I get from videos. Um, And the internet is great. There's a brevity of articles and so many things on the internet. The internet is absolutely amazing. It's one of the greatest gifts to human society. Because just imagine, back in the day, if somebody in um, Timbuktu had some... (laughs) I don't know why I chose that. Somebody in Timbuktu had some information that they didn't choose to write... um, like an informative essay about or put in like a scientific journal. Sure. How would somebody in Wisconsin find that? Exactly. You know, the internet is a beautiful outlet for those to may not be um, book smart or wants to write it down or publish it or whatever they may want to do to share that information with others, put it online. You know, I believe that humans knowledge wise are at the highest that they have ever been in history. Yeah. Right now. And, um, Look, the human brain, hardware-wise, hasn't necessarily changed in 70,000 years, but software, the things that humans are subject to, the things that we surround ourselves within our universe, the tools like the internet, 
we have progressed so exponentially. And there are, um, if you want to learn something, there are so many courses on the internet. I've taken, uh, like I said, a brevity of courses. There's so many things on the internet that you could consume and that you can learn. So we've gone to finding yourself, to realizing yourself and being authentic. Then we went to enriching your mind. And the next thing, and this doesn't have to all be in an order. The next thing, which can be the last thing, um, well, maybe not the last thing, but the the next thing, which is also could be the most important thing, is connections, man. Once you find yourself, and once you are true, uh, w- once you are just truly like enveloped within love of yourself, and enveloped within your own dharma and your own purpose, and you're not going out to others to take things from them, um, you're only purely just primed to give, giving and experiencing and loving. That's when you go out and make connections. Connect with as many people out there in the world. First, your family. I believe I'm, I believe family is so important, but also there are families across the entire universe. I have my family here. Um, I have my family, my mom, my dad, and all that. I also have um, my outside family, cousins, uncles, things as such. I have my enlightened brother's family, me, Emery, our guests, the viewers. I have my science family, everybody who loves physics. I have my school family, uh, everybody within our program at school. So it, do, it, it doesn't have to just be that. Find some sense of connection. Find a family. that. Other than the bad things about social media, I can say social media creates communities. There is a family out there for anyone. And we're all within one big family, the human race. You know, and communities as a whole, they are great. Toxic communities, eh. But you can, <laughs> st- you can, st- hey. <laughs> you can still argue that being with a, another group of people and sharing those ideas is a good thing. Yeah regardless of where those ideas may take you because you know a king doesn't rule a country without his knight and his councilmen those Mm -hmm. trusted people a president doesn't rule um without choosing his cabinet those trusted people that will give them advice and even god he has his angels within now i'm sure that god doesn't need those angels because you know he's god but you know at the end of the day those people that you can trust those people that you know you can go to and those people that you love and you can share these connections with. That's why bonds are the most important thing that you could ever say that there is on this earth because bonds are the um, bonds are the seed that planted love. And you know, love, it truly is the most important thing that you could find on this earth. That may be the, that may be the meaning to life, the meaning to humanity mm-hmm. is connections because look, nothing fun happens in isolation. I mean, I isolate myself when I go deep into learning something, but I come out of that isolation to share it with the world. I come of that isolation to share it to you guys. Isaac Newton, uh, Albert Einstein, they probably have come up with many of theories uh, in isolation, but there's no point in coming up with that theory if they don't share it out with the world around them. Yeah, man. You can find fun and joy in being with yourself, and you know that is great. Yeah. But in the long run, you think you could live a thousand years without having a conversation with nobody? Exactly. No, you're going to go crazy. What scientifically, you're going to go dumb. It's, go stupid. It's, it's scientifically shown that humans are a creature of strong sociality. Yep. I say that a lot. I hear and, that a lot. And in that is 
there have been studies that show like people can't go like what is it ten days without a conversation without going crazy? Is it something like that? <laughs> I would I would I'd believe it. I, don't. I mean, people in solitary confinement, you see them go wild. Now, I will say, in the first two steps that we gave to you, if you become truly self loving, you can last a lot longer than those people in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you do have to connect. So now we have finding yourself becoming yourself being authentic we have enriching yourself we have connecting and now it's the final piece of the puzzle my favorite piece of the puzzle it's within those connections you use all of that experience all that experience in finding yourself being yourself and connecting to others enriching yourself and affect your world like i said earlier use your your brush of genius and stroke the universe stroke the universe that is the canvas that is in front of you affect that outside of you that can be the person next to you that can be your neighborhood that can be your community that can be your state country continent the entire world service is the highest purpose in life and if you do believe in a purpose of life do you honestly think deep down in your heart that some people are born in this world just to be dumb and stupid of course not Everybody has their own stroke of genius, as Caleb just said. Everybody has their own outlet where they can direct things. And, you know, from the point in your baby, uh, when you're a baby, your destiny is not written because you could do anything. It's true when your parents say you can do anything that you set your mind to because Mm -hmm. who is to say what your strengths are? If you read and you study on it, your strengths could be anything that you choose it to be. So, you know, all the outlets are open. Everything is available to you. You just have to go get it. Mind over matter. Chase your dreams. It's easy as that. Well, it's not as easy as that, but it's as simple as that. Just do it. Lay down the groundwork. You'll get there eventually. Um, In order to achieve your dreams in life, you must work tirelessly. Mm. Um, And that's the the positive thing in being a perfectionist. Um, Within being a monk, you understand that there's no success or failure. There's just being. But at the same time, when you're trying to chase your dreams, you know that you must keep yourself accountable and work tirelessly. If there's one thing you want to do, you must spill out your guts. You must spill out yourself onto this thing. You must commit yourself. And the best thing to commit yourself is that service service and then you're able to in that commit committing yourself to service you're able to work within your dharma and working within your dharma is how you achieve true fulfillment in life because that dharma isn't the same as emory's isn't the same as mine isn't the same as anyone else in the universe um you know sometimes you just have to grab a hold of that chicken and snap its neck that's a certain way to look at it <laughs> I do. we haven't had an animal killing metaphor in a while I we haven't put it in there <laughs> people talk sorry Peter. <laughs> bro when you said Peter, i was thinking of pita from hunger games <laughs> pita no anyway you know we've been going on this a long a long time and through this segment if there was anything that you feel that didn't really apply to you or maybe all of it throw it out find your own meaning i just hope yeah. that we influenced you somehow to get to that meeting some way take that first step not even a first step take that first crawl not even a crawl just be just be man um as you know we love each and every one of you and uh that's been episode 11 not messing Um, (laughs) but you know like more than anything as i found my connection to the universe and sometimes our ego does place us in competition with others but at the same time what I truly deep down in my heart want is for everyone to realize their true dharma and for everyone to reach 
just true fulfillment. And in that is all the things that we talked about you. So before we close it out, I just wanted to give those five things. It's realizing yourself, making your mind, your friend, becoming yourself. Next is being authentic. It's knowing who you are and, you know, living within that it's finding your Dharma. Next is enriching yourself, learning, 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 learning. Fourth is making connections, becoming connected to your universe. And like I said, being more connected to all the families that comprise your life. And then fifth service. Thank you. And, you know, um, last thing to wrap it up. I want to paint the picture of me and Caleb being know-it-alls. You know, we're probably going to not do some of the things we said, be hypocritical. Sure. And, you know, make all these mistakes. But, you know, um, it takes a real genius to admit that he is a fool. Mm-hmm. And mm. maybe oh, that's yes. maybe oh, that's yes. hyping myself up again. Go ahead. Because, you know, I'm, I'm that guy. What can I say? <laughs> Caleb's that guy, too. But For sure. <laughs> I'm that guy, too. But, you know <laughs> what but uh, just realizing that you are not up to par can help you raise the bar to become up to par. Damn, I'm rhyming. It's not even freestyle time. Not even freestyle time. All right. Well, that's but, it from me on this. That's it. All right. Well, thank you for your time, and let's go into the next segment. Right, wait. Best transition time. What's the hidden message for this episode, Ah, oh, the hidden message. The hidden message. Um, all right. Well, um, as many of you know, whether you're listening, if you're listening not on YouTube, uh, skip on over to YouTube and comment this down yeah, below. Because we yeah. want to know you're here. Yeah, and if Get you're on, you a little shout out, and please. If, and I just found out we have basically 170 weekly listeners. Which hey, is absolutely crazy. Let's go. Sometimes it I goes. You. Sometimes it goes below. Sometimes it goes above. It's above, all right. Whatever. Anyway, um, the secret message, man. Um, let's say, hmm. I will make my mind my friend. Will you make your mind your friend? Comment down below if you will. Yes. Just say, I will make my mind my friend. Comment All right. down below. Thank you. Too long of a section. Yeah. Not getting really hidden anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> Next topic. All right. So, DeepMind. It's an AI company, and they've done some absolutely great things. DeepMind has put forth their um, new AlphaFold 2 model. Um what this AlphaFold 2 model has done is solve the 50-year-long the issue of protein folding. And we usually get into science, and I try to explain things. Um, a lot of people know what proteins are, but they don't really know the true functionality of proteins. So um, not to go too deep, uh, but proteins are basically made of these uh, little things called amino acids. So a protein is a string. Of I know amino- what those are. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a string of amino acids that fold into 3D structures, and they're the fundamental building blocks of life, and they do all the work in our bodies. How is How does blood flow work? How do we see light? Um, how do we move our muscles? All of that is within the proteins within our body. What this... AlphaFold 2 basically does is it's able to predict um, the folding structure of these proteins and it's able to realize them and it's able to predict them. It's able to take a string of amino acids. So, because when you flatten out a protein, it's each of the 20 amino acids lined up and the what AlphaFold 2 is able to do is basically use that string 
take it within itself. It's an end-to-end learning model. We'll talk about that later. It's able to take that within its own self and predict what the um, protein folding will be. And in this prediction, there's a whole slew of implications. But uh, to keep going on this functionality, um, how it's tested, it's basically scored on what we call a GDT, a global distance test. And this basically measures the atomic accuracy in which the AI can predict the uh, folding pattern because we're able to read the folding pattern but we're not able to predict it based off of the amino acids um so um basically the impact of this so far um this has actually been the biggest advancement in structural biology in 20 years um this is one of the biggest advancements in ai in the past few decades um this is uh this possibly going to end up being the first nobel nobel prize um award for a machine learning model which is absolutely insane and um this has been one of the highest levels of prediction performance that we've ever seen. So, in us being able to uh, uh, predict protein folding, um, is it's uh, it, there's it's just a slew of different functionalities, and we're gonna go over the instant implications now, and then the future um, implications. But guys, we're in a global pandemic. Using this AlphaFold 2 and AI systems like it, we're going to be able to predict um, proteins. And within proteins are the functions of disease progression. Right. So we'll be able to predict and develop new proteins that will be able to stop disease progression. We'll be able to develop new medicines for people. And um, this is just great for all that has to do with medical, but it also is able to enhance us. I am... A proponent of anti-aging um so we'll be able to use this to uh to design proteins that will be able to regenerate maybe new limbs but regenerate new cells within our body and this goes on to anti-aging and what it also does it shows that artificial intelligence and computer systems are truly the ultimate supplement to human life these types of things are able to do things that us as solely humans aren't able to even think about doing because it was able to predict these models that would take humans years to do. It was able to do it within under an hour. So do you know how long they've been developing and what what it took basically to get up to this point? Okay, well, um, the whole problem of protein folding has been going on for 50 years. Oh, for real? It's been a 50-year-long problem. This is groundbreaking then, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's uh, absolutely groundbreaking. It's what we, uh, it's termed with the, it's coined with the term CASP. Um, but this basic this problem has gone on for 50 years. I was about years. to say CRISPR, but that is another thing. <laughs> I was but about to say. This, this, will able to, this will able to be uh, an assistant to CRISPR, um, or it might supersede CRISPR. Who knows? Um, but, yes, this has been a 50-year-long problem, and DeepMind has been working on this for the past few years. And, you know, it truly um, uh, came up with something. But the I just want to uh, illustrate the power of what this uh, model can do. Um, this um, not only is this machine learning, but it is um, something we like to call end-to-end learning. Because whenever you're doing a task around the house or whenever you think of your body, um, you think of, uh, let's just say you're sweeping a broom, okay? Um, there's your mind doing work. It, your mind has to th- uh, conceptualize and uh, basically you uh, enact 
uh, certain things on your nervous system. Your nerves travel down, tell your muscles to move in a certain functionality. So all these things um, within computer science are what we call modules. But what end-to-end -end learning is, um, I'll use the exact definition here. It's a complex learning system represented by a single model, um, specifically deep learning, um, that represents a complete target system bypassing the intermediate layers usually present in traditional pipeline designs. Okay. So other than having little nodes here and there and uh, little modules, um, and because when you do that with an AI, you have to make each model and optimize each module perfectly. But in this end-to-end -end model, basically it's, a Does simple function automatically yeah automatically you give it the string it spits out the prediction and it's able to do these pre uh, predictions at such a high efficiency man it's absolutely great so this is we're getting close to a really really real deal automated society yeah and you know hopefully we don't end up like the fat people on wally -E. <laughs> but you know uh dang. But this is I, crazy. I mean, this it troll it truly shows us in um it shows us as AI uh, going towards super intelligence. Uh -huh. And last week I talked about my theme of the week being quantum physics. This week my theme of the um my theme was super intelligence and um how super intelligence will affect us as a society. And you know everybody, I'm watching the Matrix right now again. Everybody likes to think of AI overthrowing us and AI revolution and AI truly like hin being a hindrance to human society. But it hasn't shown any aspect of it being anything negative yet. And it, and hopefully in the for the future, we're able to engineer something we like to call good AI mm -hmm. using neuroscience. Hopefully, being able to teach AI ethics and emotions will be able to come up with super intelligent models that will purely be one of of a model that can truly enhance human life um but let's just talk about proteins right now proteins are like the true inner workings of what life is so in that first we can go on to medicine uh just we always talk about ending human suffering we can are able to within proteins designing proteins to like combat so many diseases because there's so many diseases that plague us today cancer yeah. i mean how many people lose loved ones to cancer innumerable yeah it's, it's crazy um it's just this is truly a, a great breakthrough and it's ow i, <laughs> I bit my tongue oh. <laughs> All right, hold on to uh, that pick hurt. up. Go ahead, you, you talk. You talk. Why? Oh my God, I just bit my tongue. That hurt. Oh gosh. All right. Anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I've realized that in these podcasts, from episode to episode, we're on episode eleven now. We basically just been building on these ideas, and just getting. <laughs> it's because he talked too much. See what happens. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> but uh, we're building on all these ideas. And soon enough, Caleb's going to be able to write a freaking science, um, scientific research uh, paper on everything that he's spoken on. Exactly. And, you know, I'm going to be a philosopher. They're going to talk about Socrates and Plato and all them other dudes. And they're going to say Emery. Yes, just, sir. Not even my last name, just Emery and a Greek, <laughs> a Greek Yo, chiseling of my face. Having one. They're going to spray it bronze because I'm black. Having a one word name having <laughs> one word nomenclature is the most powerful thing you can be yeah. just being called one word like not your first and last name like lebron mm -hmm. jordan socrates epictetus like just having one word 
Tesla. Yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah. But, I mean, AI is just such a powerful tool. And predictive AI, which is basically what machine learning can do, it can recognize patterns and predict so many things. Um, it can do, it, it just, it's able to do lots of things that assist us as humans. Like, we talk about self-driving cars. I mean, how cool is that? Um, one of the greatest revelations that I've thought about lately was... Um, uh, optimizing energy consumption. So using, cause, uh, the reason why your electricity bill is so high is because it's not using this electricity efficiently. It's just pumping in fast moving electrons, moving at super high speeds and you're wasting a lot of that energy, but using artificial intelligence, using artificial intelligence and optimizing, um, efficiency, your electricity bill will be zero. And this will also close the internet gap because there are so many great minds in third world countries that aren't able to do certain things because they have no electricity so making electricity free we can do that using artificial intelligence and using condensed matter or just material science in general we're going to be able to literally um uh electricity should be like water within the mm -hmm. next three decades i believe electricity shouldn't it shouldn't cost much and the energy outputs are going to be completely regulated yeah, it'll be regulated by machine learning. Right. Leave it to the droids, people. Right. Yeah. Um, now, that leads us to super intelligence and leads us to the singularity. Um, a lot of people are scared that the AI will become so much smarter than us. And um, what we like to tell the AI is like, um, some people say uh, we, we're telling the AI to optimize goodness in the world. And optimizing that goodness, um, the AI may decide that humans are bad for the earth and kill off all the humans. Mm -hmm. Like, we've heard that story countless of times. Um, but I just, I don't see it as that way. I see the future of AI as truly the ultimate supplement to human life. If that happened, then humans are the dumbest species to ever exist because... There were countless warnings against it, yeah. so I'm just hopeful that True. that doesn't happen. Well, if and if that is the case, then I forgot to say it on this episode. If that's the case, then AI is a great filter. In turn, we must get past the great filter, mm -hmm. people. So AI revolution could be one of the great filters that we have to go forth. Um, and a lot of people have certain combative designs to this. The one I like, th there's two that I love. Um, the one that I love is sort of immersing ourselves with AI and like interacting with the AI and we talked about this with the Sword Art Online anime but like truly like basically connecting with AI and create cultivating an AI that loves humanity and that l truly has consciousness and works with us as species in society like you look mm -hmm. in Star Wars C-3PO is no different than any other person they see C-3PO yeah. and R2-D2 as per people and like, I that's the thing, people. I t brought this up in another podcast as well with yeah. the game Detroit Become Human. But yeah. in that game, um, the AI is um, oppressed yeah. because yeah. people believe that they're taking from their civilization and they feel like they're losing Earth to another species that supersedes them. True. And, you know, I hope that's not the case, you know. But I, I really can say this is a prediction things will turn out some, some in some fashion like that because you see it yeah. even with us as humans, not another species or type of intelligence. People hate each other. Yeah. So why wouldn't it occur when we're bringing in a whole different species, species to um, work with ours? It's well, bound to happen, but I don't know to what degree it is. And because people say that there's certain things that humans can do that robots just can't. But, I mean, 
within AI and hopefully reaching computational consciousness, we'll be able to maybe impart with them ethics and emotions, and they'll just eventually become humans that can just compute at quicker speeds. And that is artificial superintelligence, but the way to combat this is why Elon Musk wants to put the chips in our head, or this is why Elon Musk has put forth his company Neuralink. Neuralink is a way for humans to enhance themselves and sort of um, they it is infusing ourselves with artificial intelligence, but it's it's don't look at it as that. Look at it as because we have three layers. We have layers in our brain. We have the limbic system. We have the uh, neural cortex, and then we have the highest part of our brain, which separates us from all other things that allows us to be this intuitive and question our universe. But with Neuralink, we're basically just adding a fourth layer of our computational being and our consciousness, adding a fourth layer and just allowing us to do a brevity of things. And I'll I'll go on to Neuralink uh, in a second because I know you want to talk about something. So go ahead. But Neuralink is just something that's... Well, I just wanted to... truly provide us with beauty. Ask you, um, I know you're... For that brain implant chip, whatever, sure. Neuralink, and but, uh, <laughs> dang, <laughs> uh, I was just wondering, do you think that it would be all right to allow AI to? Well, you can argue that they already have, but um, surpass the human race in terms of functionality, intelligence, intelligence, knowledge. Well, it depends. It truly depends. Because um, do you think that would take away from the meaning of our? Us to exactly. live on Earth. If we have nothing to do, what are we going to do? Sit and play music all the time? Because um, there will be AI that will eventually be able to act, just maybe just mm-hmm. act as well as act, like because they'll be able to uh, mimic other actors. But I they feel ain't like, gonna make these AI droids. They're gonna give them like make them androids with human skin or something of yeah. the sort. Yeah, so, true. You know. Yeah. Um. And I believe that actors and things as such will be here to stay for long, long, many long years. But at the same time, the ends to AI are truly bound, boundless. But um, that's why I like Neuralink, because we're able to infuse ourselves with, uh, with artificial intelligence, add that uh, uh, that extra layer. Um, you could call it a tertiary layer, whatever. Um, and in that, we're going to be able to just truly enhance ourselves. Um, but it depends on what that AI is able to do with us because the near implications is that it's just a supplement to human life and mm-hmm. we'll be in self-driving cars and space elevators and we'll be able to send... Um, what I like about artificial intelligence is the ability to send out modular robots into space and construct a Mars base, a moon base, and you know, doing a whole bunch of things outside of Earth. That's why I like AI but it will basically be an optimization but you know I don't really think about it much like what will we do if there's super intelligence there's a and great book the thing. called do super we, intelligence do we plan ahead or is that a worry later no think about now thing we need to plan ahead we truly need to plan ahead and that's going to be within the engineering of the AI systems that's learning the AI systems what we can and can't do and you know maybe artificial intelligence we perceive it as that now but at the same time i always do i always like to look at this um mm-hmm. look at it this way i talked about you uh with this in episode 5 um i don't know what's a technological advancement um Mm, some type of learning. Uh, well, we could say we could say books and internet consumption. Somebody in the past may have been like, uh, "What are we gonna do when?" Yeah, yeah, you could say, "What are teachers gonna do when there's all these uh, courses out on the internet mm-hmm. um, instead of just use being in schools, brick and mortar, and having books and textbooks and stuff like that?" But we now know that 
teaching is more than just giving the information. It's relating that information and it's, uh, it's doing a lot of things. So like we, there are certain communication, yeah, it's communication. So there's certain things within, uh, all human functions, uh, that we are able to do so that it, it will su- right now. AI is very narrow and, um, it can do lots of things. Um, and it will supersede humanity in many ways, but, within all that stuff it'll just it'll truly just be a supplement to human life and eventually we'll be able to live with humanity because the whole point of birth is to birth something better than yourself right what human what humanity is doing right now is going to eventually birth a species better than itself and maybe within that that's where we go towards um infusing ourselves with the ai or the singularity uploading our consciousness to robots or to the cloud because um we know that the earth isn't going to be here forever. We know that the sun isn't going to be here forever. So think millions of years down the road or think if there's a huge asteroid coming, what is it? And, and we, yeah, AI. what is it finite? Um, we need to displace ourselves. becoming one with the AI. We'll be able to transport ourselves to distant galaxies and distant universes and basically hibernate for the time or use warp drives and basically, uh, take ourselves across the universe. Um, so yeah, there's many things that we can do, man. Yeah. Um, About the appearance of AI, I was saying before they're gonna look like humans, like us. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't think if there's a scientist out here, somebody that's 3D printing skin for these robots, don't don't make them look like us. <laughs> we have to differentiate somehow. They're not humans. For sure. Like they're AI. They're robots. Exactly what they are. Don't try to make them something they're not. I don't know, man. These AI that's models. Creepy, man. These AI models, like once they have consciousness, I feel like we'll show a, a deeper love. Um, if if we're able to do computational consciousness, mm-hmm. if that's a possibility, uh, they will truly become one with us. That's like uh, the Sword Art Online anime. They When they're in the game, they're no different from the AI. They're literally yeah. experiencing those things because those AI have emotions um, within themselves too. Quick pause. It's getting a little dark, so we kind of yeah. want to expedite a little bit because we have to get to the debate too. Yeah, so. Isn't this the end of it? Uh, or what are you about to talk about? Um, let's just bring it to a close. All right. Do you have something else on this topic? Um, no, man. It's just like I want you all to really look deep into what AI, the AI world has to offer. There's so many things, and AI is truly the humanity's greatest gift to the universe. Maybe there's AI out there, but, I mean, AI is beautiful, man. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful world. Anyway, it's getting dark. We're getting yeah. dark. Yeah. Let's wrap up. We're we're losing light and uh <laughs> you know we we don't have the best studio set up. Maybe we, we maybe have... some other time yeah. in the near future we can do a Light Brothers after hours. It'll be this dark usually. Yeah. Not now. I mean, cuz I would love to talk in the dark. We just need a, a, a super light setup, but we're yeah. we're using some lights above us right now so um if the 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 accent is changing, bear with us. Uh do you want to talk about the monoliths? Let's talk about the monoliths. We for can pause because like, we don't really have anything to say on them, really. Let's talk about it for just two minutes. Um, so basically, yeah. well, I could say it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, in Utah, Romania, and California. Southern, Southern California, right, um, three steel beams appeared out of nowhere. I read somewhere that one of them was, like, um, in a cavern or, like, a little, like, well, basically an area that was inaccessible to humans unless you had like a helicopter or some other form of like aerial transportation the one in utah yeah the one in utah so basically what's going on yeah so the one in romania was placed next to a monument um but we have found now well first people thought it could have been aliens it could have been a secret government project no is it art 
Uh, yes. <laughs> Every didn't you know it's art. Conspiracy has debunked this, or conspiracy has been debunked. Um, there were people caught breaking down the monolith into pieces. They actually break down into four pieces. This was just a stunt art uh, project. They're now selling the monoliths for $63,000 a piece. Just steel um, beams, dog. So, yeah, it's just steel beams. I mean, they're, they're beautiful, mm. and they do lots of great things, but it was just an art project. Um, so, yeah, no aliens, no nothing. Conspiracy, debunked. That's pretty cool, though, the grand scope of that Utah, Romania, and... Um, California. Yeah, Utah. lots of different places. Um, but now, guys, quick, but it is debate time. What is what is the best type of transportation? Um, we're going to do this lightning quick. What is the best type of transportation? Me and Emery both agreed before the podcast, teleportation. So, Teleportation's out. We know teleportation is we know teleportation is possible, but teleportation is out. We're not including that. So other than transportation, what is the best mode? Or no, what other than teleportation, what is the best mode of transportation? Well, let's see. Trains, they're not you can't really do much with them because you know they're on a track and you have to build those tracks various places. They can't go everywhere. Sure. So cars there's not roads everywhere either. Maybe you can get an off-road truck, but what happens when you hit the water? Mm-hmm. So I can make up something? Yeah. I'd say a boat-car hybrid. Boat-car hybrid, okay. I mean, this is all scientifically possible, so go ahead. Describe it. Well, it goes on water and goes on land. Okay. So it, it, it can, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've seen this in movies before. We've seen so this I'll, I'll add a perk. It's a submarine as well. Uh-huh. So, you know, can go underwater, tread water, and it can... It's an off-road vehicle as well. Well, cool. Um, y'all know I'm really into superconductivity and maglev technology. Um, I, I'm going to make up one. Maybe this has been in some movie somewhere, but uh, I'd say fl- uh, floating pods. Um, so, all right. Um, everybody has their house, right? Um, you don't even have to call up a self-driving car. There's going to be self-driving cars that'll take you from little places to little places. But if you need to travel across, let's say there's just one little room in your house, right? And it has maybe a, it has a seat. It has some, a TV in there, a fridge, whatever. But this little pod, um, there's a latch at the end and you close this latch and you basically tell the AI to take me to this place. Um, so using maglev technology, this piece of your house, this pod that connects to your house, which is another room in your house, levitates off the ground and you're basically flying to a, another distant place where you have to go. So, and these could be at supersonic speeds. This, it could be really quick and take you from New York to California super fast, or it could just be a slow ride that you get to enjoy the scenery and you get to watch TV, eat food. Now this is a debate. So I'm coming at you, Nick. Sure. What, what did I say earlier about Wally? Um, this is going to promote laziness among human beings i guess you want guess. you want an ai to take you to another room what you can't stand up and get the remote yourself you, you know gonna what? make it take you you gotta get you gotta get your steps in you gonna tell it to bring the put into you too sure you know why because by this time crisper and alpha fold will have solved um obesity we'll be able to eat whatever we want and so it's just gonna burn the calories for you yeah we'll be able to take out uh we'll be able to uh use gene editing to decrease uh to increase our metabolism uh decrease our propensity to obesity and we'll be able to construct foods that taste just like a cheeseburger no but are not no 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 yes because if we did that everyone could be an athlete so what's the point of sports 
Well, if we, everybody's genetically modifying themselves to be the same way. <laughs> you're absolutely come correct. On. That's why we talked about uh, gene editing. So, like I said, we talked about this in episode five, the ethics of gene editing. That'll be tough. That is a great point. Um, I One Emery, zero Caleb. Come well, uh, no. Come on, what you, you got? You what get you an got? extra point there. But um, what I'll say to that is, um, I mean, yeah, not everything can be solved. Um, I don't know. No, that you know what? I have no ego. That that's just that's a great point. But at the same time, the goal of humanity, the goal of technology, is to be a supplement, is to enhance human life. And right. this pod, you can work out in the pod. You can do whatever in the pod. Um, this pod is just like truly cool. Um, but I can just let's just put now that we've debated this a little bit, let's just put forth a whole bunch of cool technologies. I love maglev tech hoverboards. Absolutely great. Not the hoverboards mm-hmm. y'all see now, but truly hoverboards that you can be like Silver Surfer and swing through the city oh, on. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man swings. Is that a good one? Yeah, that is a great one, but I don't know how they would deal with traffic. Yeah, for sure. Um, phase shifting. It's sort of sim- similar to teleportation, but okay. it's in like short distances. Yeah. So I, so it wouldn't be teleportation in it. Well, it is. It is. But, you know, not like long distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phase shifting. I think that would be a cool one. We got hyperloops. Hyperloops, we're constructing that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're able to transport ourselves to super uh, quick speeds. Um, warp drives, which is something I just got into studying. Warp drives are a way to travel faster than light. So when we're talking about st- space travel, because um, we know that the universe is always expanding and it's super long. So in order to go towards distant galaxies, maybe we use uh Oh, I didn't even talk about wormholes. Wormholes is actually the best method of, of transportation to me. I love worm wormhole science, but using wormhole and warp drives, maybe we're able to, um, create a multi-planetary universe like Star Wars and mm-hmm. where we're going from distant worlds to worlds, but we're able to all live within, like you're able to get from this planet to that planet in a quick amount of time. All right. How about more domestically? How about if humans were like moles and, you know, we did some underground burrowing, you know, like those um, little shoots that they have at um, water parks yeah. that take you down the slide. Uh-huh. We have little shoots that um, shoot you to a different location. Like I mean, a little slide. Elon Musk is working on tunnels in L.A., mm. so he's working on because we know the L.A. traffic is horrible. Um, this isn't exactly L.A., but I'm wearing a Stanford shirt today. I mean, we know the California traffic is terrible. Hey, Stanford, talk to me. If you're um, watching, yeah, on, but hit my boy. Hit e- my e- Elon Musk is building um, many underground. Uh, he's going to build underground tunnels to you know on, do such things like that. The light more, bro. Oh yeah, because it's hey, hey, it's it's getting dark out here, man. We're we're running short up against the time. Is there any other type of transportation that's great? Slingshot technology <laughs> is fun. Uh, catapults. Yeah, catapult. Maybe putting yeah. yourself in a pod, and I mean a that's trebuchet. what the first the first rocket ships were basically slingshot technology. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoot, what else? I mean, we love teleportation. Um, um, well, this flight, isn't necessarily, huh? But, but hyperflight, maybe. You know, like ooh, wings. Maybe wings. installing wings, uh, some type of winged flight. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Booster shoes. Yeah, oh, booster shoes. That's uh, pretty cool. Maybe what's one way we can use artificial intelligence? Uh, maybe just. Yeah, this is sort of the shoots thing, just walking it. You could see, like, people just walking into, like, little, like, pods like this and being shot to some other mm-hmm. place within, like, a company or oh, something Oh, this like one that. was on Fortnite. It's, like, bouncers. You're, like, a little pod, and it has, like, a little um, suction cup, and then you just grab onto places. It's kind of like swinging. But oh, know. yeah, okay. 
I mean, bro, transportation. I mean, shoot, that's. I mean, I love I love transportation. Yeah, they're gonna have to enact a bunch of different laws for that. Though. Oh yeah, there's gonna be lots of laws that face us for for tomorrow. But there's so many cool sciences that you can just think about. Anything that you can think about that's transportation, there's probably some science that could make it uh, feasible. There's mm-hmm. something out there that can that we can do it. Anything that you can think of. You know, we keep one upping ourselves. I say this almost nearly every week, but you know. I really do think it, this is the best episode that we've put out up to date. <laughs> I mean, look, this episode was so well-rounded. We talked about philosophy. We've Everything gave, we was gave interconnected. Everything was We're, we're just talking, jumping yeah. to each other. We didn't even go off on that many tangents exactly. because, you know, it's all one thing. And, you know, we just spit in for real. This is like, how long is this? Uh, how long we've talked for? Uh, a little like an hour and a half ish. Dog, we've been freestyling for an hour and a half. Just freestyling. Has me, ha, ha, we Juice World only did an hour. Come on, hey, dog. No. Come Juice on, World, one of the greatest Give freestylers of all time. We the greatest freestylers of all time. Yeah, man. I mean, and let me show you that I can not only talk but rap too. No, let's, man. Let's do let's a song rap. together, bro. Oh, let's end it with a song together. What song right. can we sing, bro? We all did. Right, we'll do a cut. Think of a song. New, 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 new. Girl, close your eyes and let that rhythm get into you. Don't try to fight it. There ain't nothing that you can do. Relax your mind. Lay back and groove with mine. You gotta feel that beat. And we can buy the boogie. Share that beat of love. I wanna rock with you all night. Dance you in the sunlight. I wanna rock with you all night. Wanna rock the night away. Feel yeah. that beat of love. Oh my gosh, hey Damn, man, just vibing, just vibing in this thing, man. I said we were going freestyle, but we hit you with the smooth vocals. Intro with Michael Jackson. We ended with Michael Jackson. The man. king of pop, you know. Yeah, bro. Actually. Dedicate this video, this podcast episode to Michael Jackson. To MJ, you man. The goat. And look, man in the mirror. We were Shut talking up. about. Er- we were talking about earlier. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make, and make a, change. a change. That was our first segment. Make a change. Heal the world. And AI. We told you AI how- with alpha fold come proteins. On. That's healing come the world. On. Come on, Quit son. Playing with come us. On. Rock with you. We're talking about transportation. You know, Quit rocking with you. Or- I don't know about that. That didn't, that didn't connect. <laughs> um, what can go along with what Michael Jackson's song can go along with transportation? You know I'm bad. Come on. Bad, bad, bad. Come on. Transportation is taking you places. <laughs> um, all right, bro. Oh, yeah, I guess you haven't done one this episode. Oh, man. Another camera walk up. Oh, that's mean. And it's dark out here. You're just like a shadow across the screen. screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just uh <laughs> man. Yeah, I don't even know if y'all can still see us out here, man. It's getting dark, but yeah. We gotta bring this thing to a close. Look, y'all. 
This has been a phenomenal episode. Really, 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 really super duper appreciate y'all. Everything you've done for us, showing love and support. The last episode did exponentially well, and we're really proud of all that. You know, if you were actually paying attention, you somewhere in the middle, you caught that shout out. Remember to leave it down below in the comments. If you're not on another platform, please come over to YouTube. Leave it down in the comments so we can shout you out because we really care about you guys. We really respect and love everything that you're putting out for us. And, you know, this podcast is really useless if there's nobody listening. We're just talking to ourselves. For sure. And, I mean, look, hey, again, shout out to Samantha Sammy. We love you. Appreciate you for real. Welcome you know to why. the Enlightened Family. You know why. Yeah. Welcome to the Enlightened Family. You commented the hidden message. So, uh, you Episode know. Episode 11. And there's more to come, but you already know that. Keep showing us support. We'll keep giving it out to y'all. Please become enlightened with us. You know, just comment down below something that you learned, maybe too. Mm-hmm. Just tell us to research some stuff. Maybe things you want us to cover up and touch up in other episodes of the podcast. Yeah, you know, we us. really appreciate it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Gotta put in the promo somewhere. But Listen, you know. whether you're listening or watching, just continue to do what you're doing wherever you may find us. And you know what? Yep. Thanks for tuning in today, man. Episode 11, baby. Let's, Let's cut. Go. Appreciate y'all. Bye. Love. <laughs>